0: It's a miracle. And Ivy, and you're listening to Black, Broke and Brilliant. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be discussing women in sports. So let's get straight into it. So before we get straight into it, how are you doing, Sammy? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited for my trip to Italy. Um, It's been a lot of like last minute packing. The way I thought You know, I had all this time during the week and then things have just been popping up. Work popped up the day before and I was like, sure, I'll work. Even though I was like, listen, I have studying to do and I have packing to do. I probably shouldn't be working this week, but I'm a yes man. So I said yes to this 12-day job um, that was out in the middle of nowhere and took me an hour to get back home. But it's cool because, you know, Italy, holiday. Nah, it's the fact that you made a point of saying
1: I'm not going to work anymore before this trip because I have a dissertation to write and I need to pack and then I see on your
0: story that you're out in Bromley working I'm like, we discussed this What happened? What went wrong? I wish I could tell you and explain how it went down because I said like this week I'm going to be banging out library for the dissertation I'm going to be banging out the packing That's it, no work Anyone asks me if I'm free, I'm not, I'm unavailable and when I tell you, the call wasn't even 30 seconds long. He was like, oh, second AD is dropped out. Are you? Do you happen to be free tomorrow? And before he finished, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then Mama's like, oh, it's it's just within the M25 and the, the rate. I hadn't even asked all the correct questions. And I'd already said yes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh like, yeah, nice. 30, two trains to get to this place. And it was so far out. I was like, this and he started explaining what the shoot was and how many different technicalities. I was like, this probably isn't something I should have said yes to, but I said it and then asked questions later. And I was just like, why have I done that? I, the moment I hung up, I was like, why did I just accept a job like that's going to be in less than 12 hours? It's also the speed at which you said
1: yes, Like you didn't even put up a fight. You didn't even try and focus on your dissertation. You were just like, yeah, give me time and place.
0: I, I'll be there. Yeah. Is that an alter ego in me? It's not me because... I, don't, I literally don't know why. It literally went against everything I had planned to do said the week, but I still said... oh, <laughs> so no, I too much.
1: I Having don't know. Like, it will be amazing. Like It will be incredible. I'm expecting stories of you singing Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Ciao, Ciao. I'm oh. expecting Instagram pics with the Lizzie McGuire movie captions. It's going to be great. Yeah.
0: Yes, we've got the captions. We've got you know the moments ready to replicate Ready. Thank you for reminding me about that song. I'm going to go and learn the lyrics the moment we're done recording. As you should. It's going to be great. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Had my birthday. A
1: girl is officially twenty five. Um, yes, I've been trying to live like more of an adult. Been trying to meditate. Trying to journal. Ooh. That lasted for like four days and back to my old ways. I had ice cream for breakfast, but you know I tried.
0: <laughs> I really gave it a good go. Oh, wow, you said meditation and journaling. I was like, oh, that's so grown. Like the whole reflection mm-hmm. and, you know, giving yourself mantras for the day and like words of affirmation. And you said, yeah, me and ice cream for breakfast this next day. <laughs> adulting didn't last too long for you
1: it didn't it was quite draining like i was like i'm gonna try and wake up early i literally wrote out affirmations i was trying to do an isa from insecure like literally say positive things to myself in the mornings and here i am waking up at midday but again
0: we tried we'll try again next week it's okay do you know what even isa didn't have her shit together so and she was way older than us so it- it's okay it's okay it's true
1: it's true. this is true we're all good also i feel like september lasted for like three days
0: as in, it went quick, it's gone. Bam. It's the fact that I'm already seeing signs like, oh, it's only 12 more weeks till Christmas, and people no. talk about this asset. Where? Where did September, madam, come
1: back? Where did you go? You were right because I'm seeing Christmas crackers in shops and I rebuke it it's unacceptable however one thing that is very exciting is the fact that it's black history month so you all better be supporting black businesses this month better be eating in black owned restaurants better be reading books by black authors watching shows starring black people like put your money where your mouth is and don't forget about black
0: pound day and it doesn't have to just be on black pound day that one day of the month That you need Mm. to spend money at black-owned establishments, okay? Let's make that a bit more regular now. Exactly. Every day should be Black Pound Day. You can't
1: just say you're an ally. You have to be an ally.
0: Also, for anyone who works or is, you know, executive or bosses at places, let's not put the onus on your one black employee. Let's not do that. Let's not... So how would you like to celebrate Black History Month? Go on, tell us, tell us about your experiences. That's not what we're going to (laughs) do.
1: You're not going to single out your one black employee and put them on the spot like that. Come on now. Especially because all the other events in the year, the management can find a way to celebrate. But this time it's like, no, I need your help. I need your
0: involvement. This is your job. Damn, the Christmas parties, they'll start planning a year in advance. They know their location, what the budget is what everyone's getting, a year in advance. Come Black History Month, they're like, oh, damn, that came by. Back already? We just had Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Literally, Halloween, they'll decorate the whole building in
1: cobwebs, but Black History Month, they're like, what could we possibly do? All out of ideas. I know. Let's interrogate our one Black employee. Nah, we've been there, we've done that.
0: The way you'll see, like, more Halloween celebrations than anything else, they're like, oh, is it Black History Month? Completely forgot. It's just halloween
1: you know it's bad but it's a whole month and they can't even dedicate like a single day to black history month that's how you know yeah sad times but hope hopefully people come correct
0: this time yeah
1: exactly but do you know what back to the episode back to women in sports one thing i will say sports it, not my forte like the world cup this year may be the first and last time i will ever be invested in sports however even for people like me that don't care about sports. You just can't help but notice how differently women and men are treated in the industry. And then even further than that, how differently white women are treated to women of colour in sports. Um
0: I really wanted to back you just then but you could tell that Ivy doesn't watch sports because you said World Cup instead of the Euros 2020. Wow listen <laughs>
1: there's a <laughs> little cup at the end of it.
0: Only countries I, I, not in the world. I understand the confusion, because there were countries playing <laughs> from around the world. This just so sort of happened to be only European countries. <laughs> no, but listen.
1: A staff effort. No, l- listen. There were players who were from all over the world, okay? And these countries are countries of the world. They are on You're a right. globe. It's the <laughs> world, okay? Europe is in the world. It's a continent. So really and truly it is a cup for the players of the world so i think i'm correct
0: yeah they should change the name the thing is come 2022 what are you then going to call the actual world <laughs> cup the universal cup the earth cup
1: the global Listen, cup that's just that's just the world cup part 2
0: <laughs> um i tried okay <laughs> you did you did you did and i'm very proud of you for trying you actually watched games and supported and did the chance but um, back to what you were actually saying, like the seriousness of it, women are definitely treated differently in sports. And even as you said, like women of color, we see distinct differences. So this sort of idea sort of came to me when, um, Emma Raducanu just won the U.S. Open. She's only 18 and like three weeks before the U.S. Open, she had like just finished her A-levels three weeks or three months. I think it was more like three months, she'd just finished like her A-levels, like, she's really are you out here? And she went and won the US Open, and it's so funny because she was even saying that, like, she wasn't expecting, obviously she got through to the qualifiers, but she wasn't expecting to get to, like, the finals, or, like, even the semi-finals, um, and how she already had, like, her return flight booked to to London, like, before the finals, because she didn't expect to make it all the way, which is so great, but what I noticed after she won, obviously she's like in all the papers, the magazines, all over social media. But it was the fact that like a lot of media were referring to her as like hot property, saying, oh, everyone wants a piece of Radicanu, And that just didn't sit right with me at all. And I talk about media. I meant on the big, big BBC hearing them describe her and talk about her in these ways. And I was like, huh? hot property everyone wants a piece of her like this is an 18 year old girl like young woman who has just won this amazing competition but what we're not gonna do is now like commodify her and be like yeah everyone wants a piece of her she's the perfect like branding person to do for this and that and I it just did not sit right with me at all no it's disgusting and the thing is
1: like she's only just become an adult and she's out here making history and they can't even just give her respect they have to talk to her like she's a piece of meat it's disgusting and you don't see men being spoken about like this you just don't it's only women and it's just it's so disgusting to see I'm like why can we not just recognize that she's
0: incredible and talented why do we have to talk about her like she's an object yeah I mean just the event itself like the final there were two teenagers who made it so so it was like emma raducanu and then the canadian fernandez um yeah they're both teens and they both made it to the final which is just like a massive massive achievement seeing like this young talent come through um and obviously for her to just like go from doing a levels to boom you're in the us open this massive tournament with all the pressure and to obviously come out the other side and she was the first british woman since virginia wade to win a grand slam title in over 44 years so again this is massive and See, she's just done, like, it was just come out of, like, sixth form. And all of this, like, intenseness is, is happening around her. And it's great. But the way the media were kind of talking about her, like, oh, now she's one, She's, like, suddenly, like, hot property and everyone wants a piece of her. And obviously, like, you see her in, like, all the magazines and doing, like, Vogue. All over social media, like, yeah, she definitely deserves her flowers. And she most definitely is going to collect them. But it was even, like... So, Emma Raducanu, she's, um, I believe, like, half British and half Chinese. So, after she won, I think in a press conference, she was, like, um, speaking Mandarin to, like, her fans back in China, just, like, um, thanking them for their support. And it was even the fact that one of these reporters was like, yes, the fact that she speaks Mandarin and is bilingual is also great for her branding. You know, she's young, she's talented, she's just won this competition. But the fact that, you know, she's she's bilingual, she speaks these two languages, just means that she's perfect for brands, for like reaching out to exactly what they want. And it's like, nah. all my days, like, she's just Asian. Like, that's a, a very normal thing. There's plenty of like people in this world who... um." you know come from like multicultural backgrounds who speak different languages but for them to be like oh my goodness she can speak mandarin this is great and then to then almost twist it like this is a perfect branding opportunity yeah it's very very jarring
1: it's so annoying it's like she's literally just starting out in her career and all these people are like oh wait she can make us more money because she speaks mandarin it's so irritating it's the idea that like oh she's exotic it feels like almost fetishization because she's half Chinese that means that oh we can make more money off of her that means that she's different that means she's exciting that means yeah that's great for branding it's like no she's just a young girl who's incredible why can we not
0: just talk about that instead of how much money she's going to make everyone literally and I know for certain that there are brands again fam if we can get Raducanu you know on our social media on a photo shoot or whatever like promoting their product oh it's gonna blow in Asia like, yeah. I know that already from the way these media were talking, that that's exactly what's going on in their minds. It's like, rah, can we not just let the girl, you know, just enjoy and simmer in her success? Of course people are going to, you know, um, want her for their brands and their promotions and their campaigns. I completely un- understand it. And she deserved to collect her bag in every single way. But just l- let's check, you know, how appropriate the language is and being used to to speak about her and to speak about female athletes
1: 100% and what is kind of concerning is this isn't just like random people at home tweeting being like oh we want a piece of her it's like like you said the BBC or big publications big magazines who are printing this and it's like do you know how many people would have had to see those headlines to sign off on them for that to even be printed and no one sees an
0: issue of it that's so worrying precisely and it I think it, I was watching like the six o'clock news. So this was being presented live and they were like, hot property. Everyone wants a piece of rat It's like, can we not just stick to the congratulations, Emma? Well done. She's um, fantastic. You're killing are killing they- it sis. Look at you go. Things no. we love to see, you know? Exotic. The fact that she can speak Mandarin is so great for her branding. And, you know, we could really use that. It's like, not everything needs a PR spin. Sometimes people are just bilingual sometimes people are just you know from different ethnicities and backgrounds it be like that there are plenty of people <laughs> like plenty <laughs> of people in this world who speak more than one language oh wow this is fantastic it's like really come on now let's do, you not know do what that. I mean can't
1: we just give her a round of applause and move on like does it have to be that deep every time you know yeah god no but we also have to talk about I guess the different ways that men and women are treated in sports and we have to start with Serena Williams because she has just been on top of her game for as long as I can remember, but she still isn't treated with the same level of respect that her male counterparts are. And I just remember in the French Open in 2018, I think it was, she was accused of cheating during one of her matches and she naturally got very angry and very upset about it and was kind of kicking off and was basically just trying to reason with the umpire because she felt like he was being unfair and by doing that she was labelled as aggressive and then there was this narrative spreading around of her attacking the umpire which was not the case at all, she was basically just very upset which was understandable and She ended up being fined $17,000. She ended up having to forfeit one of her matches. And it was very clearly sexist. Like, there was no two ways about it. And the thing is, male players will rant at umpires all the time and they'll never get these violations. But because she's a black woman, she had to basically deal with being labelled aggressive.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Like, everyone knows Serena Williams is the GOAT. Like, there's, there's no two ways about it. But this woman has really been for it. And no matter what she does, this woman cannot breathe without someone calling her aggressive, someone accusing her of this, saying her outfit is inappropriate, like so much stuff. And that open was just so crazy because they were saying that like she was cheating, which even you're like, cheating in tennis, but whatever. And it was basically because her I, her coach was obviously like in the audience, and I think he was trying to coach her. Um, and he did admit to this after, but he was like, she couldn't even see me. Like, she didn't even look over. She's that focused in her game that, like, she she didn't even, like, see me at all. So the accusation wasn't even coming from, like, her looking as if she was taking instructions. I don't know if the umpire, like, saw him doing something and then, like, wanted to accuse Serene Williams of cheating. Obviously, as someone who was on the, like, in their top form, at the top of her game, for someone to then, like, come and say, oh, you're cheating, or you know, almost, like, criticise your talent is just, like, a slap in the face, but it's just the fact that it pursued on and on, and like you said, for her to have been, like, penalised the game, it, ru- it, like, ruined the match for her, but also, like, for people who enjoy the sport, people who are in the audience, because that that match could have gone to, like, a third set, which meant people would have got to see, like, more of Serena and more of, like, Naomi Osaka playing, but, it's almost like this. The whole game just became about like this situation with the umpire accusing her of cheating. Her obviously like not having any of it and becoming like clearly upset. And it's almost like that overshadowed the game, which is also very very sad because Naomi Osaka went on to win that, and that was like the first Open. But she was like in tears at the end because the crowd and the audience started booing,
1: everyone,
0: and they were booing the the fact they were booing like the way Serena Williams was treated by the umpire, but obviously if you're Naomi Osaka and you've just won the French Open and people are booing, it's not, it's not a great look, and she was just in tears, and I was just like, oh, why can't black women get a break in this damn sport? Yeah,
1: and it's so unnecessary as well, like, there are so many men who will literally have arguments with the umpire because they'll be like this isn't fair but the way it was handled and yeah the way Serena was treated even though she's literally like you said the go like she doesn't even have respect and she's literally on top of her game it's so sad and like you said Naomi Osaka she couldn't even just revel in her success because it was just so sad like just having to watch someone who's so talented go through something like that when she hasn't even really done anything wrong it's just yeah you can't you can't just celebrate it because that shouldn't have to happen.
0: I think it's a very big stretch to want to accuse like one of the best one of the best in like just sport like one of the best athlete athletes in the world of cheating and this isn't even like that oh you're taking steroids or injection from like oh yeah you looked at your coach when she didn't she literally didn't even look at the coach like he admitted it he said like I was doing some actions some gestures she didn't even see me she wasn't even looking and then to think yeah. that, like, this big, big woman, big athlete, yeah, is cheating. A oh, whole Serena. For what? Who's got time for that? She's focused on the game. It's like, to ev- oh, it was just a lack of, like, then, yeah, she obviously ended up calling the, um, the umpire a liar and a thief because he'd literally, like, stolen a game away from her by, you know, penalizing her a game, which obviously makes a huge difference in tennis because it then meant that Naomi Osaka just needed, like, one more game to win victory so yeah when it comes down to like winning and it's the final having those kind of like issues crop up about you know accusations of cheating and the whole malarkey that like, it does make a massive difference and as you said like obviously Naomi Osaka didn't deserve for her first big win to end up like that um but what was really nice is that sort of like Serena Williams like did speak to her and she was just like revel in your moment this is definitely like a you moment. And she like told the crowd to like stop booing and for everyone to just like applaud her and like not take up not take away the moment from yeah. her. But it it was just like that situation should not have happened. And it's always with the French Open that she seems to have issues. But like you were saying, comparing it to like male athletes, when they get aggressive or you know, they'll violate the umpire all the time and you know, nothing, nothing ever happens. But when they get aggressive, it seems like, oh, they're passionate. They care about their sport. They just want to win. But when it's a woman and a black woman, the scene is oh, aggressive. She was angry. She attacked the umpire and all of that whole, Mm. the language that is being used is very deliberate and people know exactly what they're doing. They do like the language is
1: so loaded and It's so irritating. Like I remember when Djokovic, I think he got really angry in one of his matches and he like destroyed his tennis racket. And everyone was like, wow, he's just really passionate. He's just really enthusiastic. He just loves the sport. He just cares about it. Where was this energy when Serena was angry?
0: Yeah. Like he destroyed a whole racket. Nothing happened. I think the only time where he got, um, I wanna say punished was again, he was he was quite angry and like he hit the ball with a racket to the back, but it hit one of like, I think it was either a ball boy or a ball girl, but he was just like angrily didn't just like swipe the ball and guess he wasn't looking and it hit like one of the ball persons. Um, and I think he got penalised for that, but that's because it literally caused injury to another person. But when he's out here literally destroying his racket on the field, it's like, wow, look, he's so passionate. Yeah. He loves the sport. But it's like, hmm, okay, let a woman do that and you lot start saying she's crazy.
1: Exactly. It's actually just a long day for black women. Like, I feel so bad for Serena. Like, she obviously is dealing with or has had to deal with double standards at work for time. I even remember when she was, I think it was just after she gave birth to her daughter and she was in hospital and she didn't feel right she felt like something was really wrong in her body and she was talking to nurses about it she was like I need help I need you guys to do scans and they basically fobbed her off and they're like no you're fine you're fine and she had to be so persuasive and persistent for them to even take her seriously as Serena Williams and they found out that she was having a pulmonary embolism and that there were basically loads of blood clots in her lungs and that it could have been deadly if they didn't do that scan that she was basically like really trying to get them to do and it's like in her working life she is having to deal with these double standards and and sexism and in her personal life she's just given birth and nurses don't even take her seriously like being a black woman is so long and you're just
0: constantly facing backlashes for no good reason yeah like I think the stat in the UK is like black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth than a white woman um obviously I don't know how that translates to the US but Imagine, imagine not, not even just being a black woman, but being like a high profile, very well known around the world athlete. She probably paid for the private health care, probably paid for, to have like the best doctors, the best nurses and still getting treated like nothing. Like imagine you've just had a bit, the fact that she was even like able to bring or, like, any woman is able to bring, like a child to term. It's such an amazing thing. But then to be stressing, like, she's just given birth, to be stressing and be like, no, nah, something's definitely not wrong in my body. And having no one believe you, making you look like you're mad, is so wild to me that she literally had to force people in a hospital to help her is ridiculous.
1: Yeah it's like their one their one job is to look after her take care of her make sure she's healthy make sure she's safe after she's literally delivered a human being and even big big serena williams couldn't even get that just basic care because of the color of her skin deep that like basic care how can they think that she's exaggerating when she's telling them that she's in pain and something's wrong
0: and again, I don't know if it's to do with this whole belief that, like, black women have a higher pain threshold, but anyone, anyone and everyone is entitled to that level of care, especially after just having a child. But to have someone that she does like, there's something wrong, I don't feel correct, and be like, no, 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 you're fine. Fam, are you in my body? Can you feel the pain I'm feeling? For you to tell me, no, it's nothing. Are you mad?
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, even, that's what I don't get. Like, even if they didn't believe her, you think they'd just run some tests to make sure how could they possibly are they god are they jesus christ himself how could they possibly know what is going on in her body
0: yeah and that's the thing like even um when you're pregnant like especially in like the first three months like your body changes a lot um as a woman like and they're more prone to have things like blood clots but also like the way your brain works there's a lot of changes and for her to, to also like win one of the opens while she was i think she was like two months pregnant at the time that she won this competition um but obviously she like no one knew she won the competition and then like two weeks after she was she announced that she was two two months pregnant so everyone was like damn like she was really training and competing whilst pregnant now nah, she she really is the goat because your body literally goes through such a change to obviously like produce and nurture this this fetus like from the fatigue the tiredness and the blood clots which she still suffers from so it was also in the same French open I don't know why the French dislike Rita Williams I really don't but it was that same French open in 2018 um so at this point I think she she's had her daughter and she was wearing this night cat suit so like it's black it's quite tight but the reason she wore it was like for health issues because she suffers with blood clots. And so wearing the catsuit actually helps prevent that. And she was told that her outfit is inappropriate. And then they went on to impose a ban on catsuits specifically because Serena Williams wore it, which just goes to show it's like her body is her body. Her body shape is her body shape. Her hair is out. Like, that's just her body shape. And they were like, mm, it's a bit inappropriate for tennis. It's a bit too tight. It's a bit too sexy looking for tennis. When the reason she's wearing it is because she suffers from blood clots. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. And still they were like, nah, it's just not appropriate for our elitist tennis. Yeah, we're going to have to put a ban on that. Oh, Why do they hate her? Why do they
1: have a vendetta against Serena Williams? Like, What did she do to France for them to be moving like this? Also, the amount of time and energy that would have had to go into imposing a ban on suits. Is it actually worth it? And like you said, this isn't just like a fashion statement. It's for health reasons. She's not trying to have blood clots. She's not trying to have another pulmonary embolism. She's just trying to live. She's just trying to see another day. Why are they being nice nah, actually is actually ridiculous. Like genuinely Literally. ridiculous. And the thing is as well, with most tennis outfits, they're quite skimpy and short. So really it's not even about that. It's just about
0: Serena Williams. Are they not miniskirts? Are they not miniskirts? Like, so what's up? She wasn't trying to do Batman and Catwoman. No, she's wearing this because she's also on blood clots. And imagine, not only it's not just the competition you're competing in yet, but it's the fact that there are multiple competitions. There's the trainings and the practice and the fact that she's you're literally on your feet. Some of these matches go on for hours, for hours. She's just out here to trying to not get a blood clot in her legs that, that will prevent her from playing. And that was too much to ask what ridiculous she's literally just trying to
1: survive the tournament and they're like no we can't have that and the crazy thing is like it was the catsuits were beautiful they were so nice and if anything she was more covered up in that than she would have been in a skirt like it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever
0: the logic is non-existent it's non-existent but let it be white woman they'll be like oh look at this fabulous look that she is coming out today with you'll start seeing it in I don't know all the shops everyone now wants to wear a cat suit. it's high fashion but she wears it for health reasons it's like no
1: we can't have that no it's true if it was a white woman who had been wow she's a trendsetter everyone would come up with their catsuits <laughs> but Serena mm. it's like no we need to impose a ban this is unacceptable it's like is it that deep she's just trying not to have a pulmonary
0: embolism just let the girl live it's, it's, actually, it's actually a lot. Like, just speaking about it, now thinking about the toll it must take being a black woman in, like, a high-profile person in the world of sport as an athlete, to have people, you know, talk about your body and what you look like and your muscles and all of this. Like, she's had all of that as well, on top of, you know, just trying to compete. And I can't even begin to imagine, like, how intense these opens and competitions are but then having like the press conferences and the media and just having people slander you and when it's also coming from the tennis associations as well being like yeah you can't wear that what can you do you can't live
1: yeah that's what's crazy it's like sometimes I forget that these people just have a love for their sport but they're dragged into this media frenzy and like you said for someone to just want to play tennis, and then they turn on the news and they're being slandered for what they're wearing or their characters being assassinated. Oh, you're aggressive, da Sis just wants to play tennis. Like, it, it shouldn't even be that deep.
0: You know? But as we said, like, it's the fact that, obviously, all of that stuff is very terrible. But then when you just even look at it, in a comparison, like, I've never, ever watched a game of tennis and heard anyone talk about what Andy Murray was wearing. Or yeah. the hat or the shorts or whatever. Like, you just never, ever hear it when it comes to, like, male athletes at all. But for some reason, with female athletes and just women in general, where everyone sort of feels like, you know, it's their place to come and criticise and to talk about her body shape and talk about how she looks and talk about what she's wearing. You, you don't... We don't get the same. It's true. We need to stop policing what women are wearing because... There's just
1: absolutely no point. Like you said, no one cares what a man is wearing when he's walking down the street, what he's wearing when he's at work, what he's wearing during a tennis match. So why are we so focused on what women are wearing on the court?
0: Correct. And it also like when you think of it outside of a sporting context, when we think about, you know, like sexual assault or violence against women, always asking the victim, well, what were you wearing? Well, what did you do? Did you say anything? Were you, did you smile at them? Like, what did you do to encourage such behaviour towards you? And it's all part of the same cycle.
1: Yeah, literally, it's just the society we live in. And the sad thing is, like, at that point, they shouldn't even be interrogating the victim. Like, it's actually got nothing to do with the victim whatsoever. It's, yeah, it's it's a
0: whole vicious cycle. Correct. And then just to add another layer onto the struggle, that female athletes have to go through is especially when it comes to like mental health. So as of recent, um, there have been a lot of instances where female athletes such as like Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, even Emma Raducanu have stepped away from their sport due to mental health issues and have received so much slander from media, journalists, people who have no business slandering, or even talking or speaking about anything. Like, unless you are a high-profile athlete, you can't come and talk. Like, no one should be talking, but when you're also not in that position and you haven't, you know, dedicated your whole life and been playing this sport since you were four, and the one time you now say, do you know what, this isn't good for my mental health, I need to step down, to have people piping up and telling you now you're just weak. What? That's the thing. And the sad thing about it is...
1: I have honestly never been prouder of people that I don't know because to step forward and say, do you know what, I'm prioritizing my mental health is something that should be encouraged. I think to do that kind of a job, like the pressure must be insane. And if you're not in the right headspace, it's actually dangerous to continue practicing the sport, especially like with, say, Simone Biles. I think this year she withdrew um, from the Tokyo Olympics due to mental health issues. And the thing is, she'd qualified for all four event finals, but she had chosen not to take part in the all round gymnastics competition. Um, And she's basically saying in the hours before the team final, she was shaking and she couldn't nap. And she just didn't feel right. And I was so glad that she just decided to take a step back because especially with a sport like gymnastics, if you hesitate, if you're not in the right headspace and you slip, not only could you break your actual bones, you could actually die. It could be fatal. If she fell from a height and a certain speed on her head, that could be it for her. So it's not even a case of like oh, she chickened out, it's a case of her just protecting her mental and physical health. So for people to turn around and be like, how could she quit? That's so selfish. Like they actually don't understand the danger that she would have been putting herself in.
0: Yeah. And you know what, even going into the competition, she was already under so much pressure because she is Simone Biles. She is like the gymnast goat. Like everyone knows Simone Biles. She does things that no one else in the world Can do so that pressure alone, and again, this is still like a young woman that pressure alone must be immense because it's like every time it comes around to, um, like a competition or an Olympics or any kind of sort of qualifications, people are expecting you to do like madness, people are expecting her to do three more flips, and all of this, and all of that pressure, knowing like the world is watching you, these Olympics have already been delayed, that everyone having this expectation is enough to go in. But, yeah, the fact that they also had, like, what the individual um, the individual performance that they had to do, but then, like, the ones as a team. And you could even see it, like, in her countenance when I think she was doing the, um, the vault. Like, she was just... Her head was not there. Like, as you said, if you even hesitate a bit, it can end so badly. And she hesitated. You can tell that, like, her head just wasn't in it. And she kept going through, like, all the other equipment and you could just see, like, her level wasn't at where it normally is, and she was saying, like, at this point, I don't want to continue to, like, hinder my team, because obviously, like, with gymnastics in the Olympics, like, everyone performs individually, but you add up those individual points to get, like, a total for the country, so if she continued, and she wasn't hitting those pointers, again like she said she was just hindering the team by bringing like their overall points down like you said like she wasn't in the correct headspace it's not safe as you said like with hesitating it, it just wasn't a safe environment and she was like for the benefit of like my health and safety and for the team i'm going to withdraw because my head isn't in it and that's the honorable thing to do as opposed to continue to push yourself and force yourself to do something when it, it it's not correct and then to have this idiot Piers Morgan come and open his mouth to be about oh there's nothing heroic you're quitting you're letting down your teammates who are you let me see you come and try and do one of these triple back flips on a pole vote before you want to come and open your mouth about people
1: no honestly though like Piers needs to retire. I don't know why his Twitter account hasn't been blocked yet because he's an actual tyrant. And the sad thing is, like, Simone has been competing since she was, I think, 16 years old. And it's eight years later, and this is the first time she said, do you know what? I just need to look after myself. Thing is, she's been collecting gold medals like Pokemons for the last eight years, and she's now just said, I'm not in the right headspace. Let me just do me and look after myself. And suddenly she's being selfish. Suddenly she's letting everyone down. Piers, what are you doing for your country? What are you actually doing for your country? I, nah, you can't make this stuff up.
0: Like, who actually are you? I've never... Can you even do a cartwheel? Can you even do a cartwheel or a handstand? Can you even stand on one leg? Before- can you touch your toes, please? <laughs> before you come and chat to big, big Simone Biles about... Nah, you need to keep going. Who who, who actually are you? Who actually are you? Somebody needs to confiscate his phone, his laptop, take away his broadband, his fibre optics, get rid of it all because this man needs to stop talking on things that are none of his business. It's so wild.
1: Nah, I saw this tweet and it said, if bullying black women was an Olympic sport, Piers Morgan would win the gold medal and I've never heard anything more accurate in my entire life.
0: That's it, that's the tweet. It said everything, because what what business do you have? But it's not... Like, the pressure of the Olympics is enough. Again, like, her head isn't in the right space. She's suffering from mental health issues. Again, that is enough, but it's all... She was also, like, one of the gymnasts who suffered um, sexual assault, was, sorry, sexually abused by one of the US gymnast coaches. And I think the issue is like currently um in trial and she was like speaking out about it in court but this is something she went through at a very very young age and many other female gymnasts in the u.s team also experienced that so you have this layer of like she's already gone through something very horrific and experienced this really traumatizing thing she's still continuing in the same sport and absolutely bossing said sport and like you said no other time in all her years of doing gymnastics has she been like, Do you know what I'm just gonna the one time she was like I just wanna step back for my health for my health, suddenly everyone wants to talk. Wow, why are you doing this? It's not heroic, your teammates, your country, what do you know about it?
1: Yeah. Also, just to add to that, like we're forgetting we've lived through a whole global pandemic and that has affected everyone in different ways. And even further than that, Simone basically came out and said that her aunt had passed away during that time while she was competing. So she was going through a lot. And even if those reasons weren't there and she just said, listen, I'm just not feeling right. That in itself is a valid enough reason not to compete and there should be no questions asked.
0: Honestly, I don't know who people think they are to now come and judge like who is fit to do what and to call that week when, if anything, that's the strongest thing you could ever do. Like just to even take part in gymnastics requires like a lot of strength, a lot of physical strength, a lot of mental strength. But to also like stay on the biggest stage in the world with all these eyes on you to just be like, do you know what? I'm not in the right headspace right now. I don't feel good. My mental health is is on the line. I'm going to take a step back. Is the strongest thing you could do. And then to get all these internet trolls, people who think they're really someone. You're no journalist. You're no presenter. You got kicked off TV, sir. Pipe up about what? Let me see you touch your toes.
1: <laughs> no, it's true though. And he's saying there's nothing heroic or brave. Like that is literally the bravest thing she could have possibly done. And she probably knew that she was going to be trolled for it. So the fact that she was still like, regardless of all the pressure I'm under, regardless of what people are going to say, I'm going to do me. I rate that so much.
0: Yeah. And it was so lovely that she had like support from the other like US athletes and just athletes and sports personnel from like around the world, just like all back in her on social media. And that just shows you like how many of them are actually going through it. Like just us as human beings people are going to have their up days and their down days like good mental health days and bad mental health days but then to add like being an athlete the training the intense training the competitions and all of that stress to the situation they're all like no we completely understand you and also she doesn't have to explain a damn thing to anyone but she still did she still did and people like no let me have to criticize this. How unless you're the person and you're not going through it, how can you come and tell someone you're not suffering from mental health issues? How? How? <laughs> is stop he's actually dangerous
1: he is and that's what's so irritating to me because it will be the same BBC ITV good morning Britain like guys we have to be kind it's mental health awareness week we have to look after each other suicide rates are going up and then you're, you're telling her that she's not heroic or brave and actually she's selfish and she's letting her whole country down because she's not in the right headspace which is it
0: honestly and it's such a shame because she is not the first person this has happened to like we said this year um Naomi Osaka also pulled out of the French Open well I say pulled out I think she was almost forced to so her issue was is that she didn't like the the media or the press conferences um like naturally she's like a very introverted person public speaking like isn't her thing um she does get very anxious in like social environments and like when it comes to speaking. So that's already something that makes her very nervous, like doing these press conferences. But another issue that she had specifically with like the French open press conferences is that the sort of questions they would ask, it it was almost as if they were like trying to catch her out or or she didn't like the kind of questions they were getting. And that's fair enough. That's completely understandable. And she just kept saying like, unless you guys are going to like stop asking me certain questions or you know, have it leading in this direction. Like, I, I don't want to participate in them anymore, which is a fair thing to say. The French Open, were like, no, you have to, you have to participate in these French Opens, no matter regardless of what people ask. Like, you have to. She yeah. wasn't cool with that at all. She was asking if there was a way that she can like still compete and just not do as many press conferences. It makes her very nervous and anxious. And they said no. So then she pulled out of the French Open. Um, she also ended up pulling out of like Wimbledon. Um, this year, Wimbledon 2021. And she said it was due to like depression and anxiety. And the fact that she had to also go on like social media to then, you know, almost like say her her piece because of the way, the situation was being like skewered like oh she's just decided to not compete and she's denying people like of seeing all this greatness she said I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly the truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the US Open 2018 and had a really hard time coping with that so then this takes us back to the US Open 2018 where she has a whole the entire crowd booing at her this is what three years later she still suffers with depression and anxiety and is saying like i i don't enjoy this experience of like speaking to the media and them ask asking me certain questions i don't want to answer or i'm answering and they're not accepting that or whatever it's already such a nervous thing and she's just saying i don't like that and i would prefer to not engage and to then be penalized and then you know she's saying this isn't the right time i'm not in the right headspace to do this and then you have the same people talking up the things, oh, it's weak. Why using the mental health care and all this business? And it's just, it's so sad. Like we said, there's already enough stress, like being an athlete, being a black woman, being a black woman athlete. And it's like, you can't do anything for yourself at this point. Like how are you supposed to be the best and perform the best and, you know, give everyone what they want to see if mentally you're not there?
1: The way the media skews things is actually just disgusting. It should be illegal. The fact that she had to basically go on Instagram and defend herself, like it should never have come to that. And do you know what? I've just come to the conclusion that the French Open is bad vibes. They just don't care about people. This is is what I'm getting from it. And it's sad because I also struggle a lot with anxiety and just the pressure of having to compete in front of the whole world watching must be insane. But then to then have to go and do press conferences and do public speaking, if that's not something that you're comfortable with like to force someone to do that just because they want to do what they love like it you shouldn't have to do both if you've explained that it's making your mental health worse you should be able to just do what you love compete and go if you've expressed that yeah it's making your depression and anxiety worse I don't understand why these companies and corporations don't care about the mental health of athletes it makes absolutely no sense to me
0: I know it's they're treating them as if like they're puppets you must do what we say when we say it's like okay you wouldn't have this competition if it's not for the athletes so let's treat them with a bit of respect but also the people know like the the gravity of said competitions you want to see the best athletes in the world like playing the best that they can if someone isn't there mentally why would you why would you want that for them why would you want them to to put them in a position where they don't feel comfortable where they're extremely anxious where they're not going to perform at their best like logically it makes zero sense it's like okay let's force a depressed and anxious Naomi Osaka to perform in front of everyone yeah. the games to be great she's not gonna be on top form like how how is that a good look how is that a good look and it was just the way that that situation was like skewered To make it seem like she was hijacking like the US Open. All of the talks about the US Open was about whether or whether um whether she would or whether she wouldn't compete and the whole I don't want to do press conferences and them just making it look as if she was like a diva and like just didn't want to speak to the press, where it's like, No, she suffers from severe anxiety, Mm -hmm. hates public speaking, and is very uncomfortable with like the probing questions that you guys ask. They're not asking you for a lot. They're really not. It's the fact that like she's
1: gone out of her way to try and come to a compromise and try and get a conclusion where everyone's happy. She said, listen, of course I want to compete, but don't really feel like being interrogated afterwards. That's not really going to work with me and my mental health. And they basically said no. So they forced her to pull out. And then everyone around the world's like, she quit. She pulled out. She did did, did." it. It's like that's not what happened at all. Like if you can't accommodate her and her mental illness, then you kind of need to take the blame for that.
0: Yeah, I think she even said that she was happy to do like um press conferences after a match but she was like, before it when it's already such an intense situation, like it's a big competition and you're just trying to like you know, get your head in the game and stay focused and then to have people ask you all these probing questions about like your competitor and how do you plan to do this just doesn't seem like a great tactic like it just yeah. doesn't seem like a good thing to do but yeah, it's wild and even on her Instagram post, she was saying that she hopes that, you know, in the future, she can actually like help them, the French Open, they can come to some sort of compromise or figure out a way that they can still do the competition and still do press conferences, but also taking like players needs and care and like mental health in situation, how she wanted to help, help that like moving forward. Mm. So she was saying, let me help you help us. And they're putting her out to be like the bad person in the situation.
1: That's the sad thing. I think like they just seem to forget that athletes are human beings and have the same issues as everyone. They have the same insecurities, the same mental illnesses. They genuinely forget that. um, And just feel like, oh, well, they're there to just play sports. They're there to literally like puppets. They have to do what we want when we say. And it's like, no, these are human beings. Treat them with a level of respect.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's the fact that these, they are like the best, in their sport in the world that people think, oh my goodness, they're superhumans, they can do these things that like no one else can. But no, they're still just human beings. And how has it gone from like someone, I don't know, who started playing tennis at the age of four and absolutely loves the sport? If she wanted to be a public speaker, she would be a public speaker. She'd be a politician. She she would be you know an influencer now nah, she just wanted to play the game tennis that she loved why is it now that you must do this and you must do that and you must do that and she was like i'm really i'm really trying it's taken every single ounce of me to you know put my anxieties inside and answer these questions i prefer to not do it all the time i definitely prefer to not do it right before a match and they're like no nah. nothing we can do sorry <laughs> no nah, sorry it's, must. it's there in the t's and c's hun sorry mental health no it's it's not there it's actually wild like if you want to see the best in the world if you want to see these athletes and have these great competitions you are going to have to take care of them because no one can perform at their best if their mental health isn't in check and for them to be like oh yeah it's just like some get out of jail free card or they're doing it for fun i i don't think anyone wants to be suffering like that it's it's not for fun it's very very serious exactly
1: and i can't remember the details of it but didn't something similar happened to Emma Raducanu in Wimbledon.
0: Yeah. So to be honest, like I, I think I did hear about her Wimbledon situation, but yeah, she basically blew up like after the winning the U S open, but during Wimbledon um, here in London, I think it was like the fourth round. um, And she had to retire due to like breathing difficulties and dizziness. Like she told the medics that, you know, she couldn't breathe and like, getting lightheaded and very very dizzy and they recommended that she couldn't compete it wasn't just her saying oh do you know what I've got a bit of a headache I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna step down like dizziness and difficulties breathing breathing is something you need to do to live you know and dizziness in a game that's very intense in a match you want to be able to see the ball basically it's just not a great combination to play sport when you have breathing difficulties and are dizzy, which is why the medic said, you know what? It's probably best you don't continue. That's okay. She came back bigger and better. She came and won the US Open. But to have to deal with journalists and pundits suggesting that, oh, it just got a bit too much for Raducanu is extremely jarring because it was um, John McAroe who said that oh you have to admire like all these other players who have played the game for so long and you know admire how much they can handle it even throughout the years and saying that she should learn from the experience excuse me she was having difficulties breathing and is dizzy like what, what is there to, what is there to learn now you've just got to be tough and push through are you dumb this is how people die
1: yeah this isn't her saying like oh i'm just a little bit tired i just need to need to sit down she want a bit of lunch she cannot breathe there's no oxygen going into her lungs she's dizzy and they wanted to just push through it why do they not rate these athletes i don't understand that like, do, do they actually want her to just kill herself for the sport
0: like it's not safe but it's it tends to be a lot of men as well to be being just acting as if Oh, she, it's just weak. Like she just couldn't handle it. You know, the, the pressure just got to her that kind of language. And also saying like, Oh, you have to admire, like all of the older players, who, you know, just played through absolutely everything. You never know what anyone is going through at any given point whatsoever. And also the different ways that people might use to, to take that, to spur them on. It's not for you. Not everyone is the same. It's not for you to now come and say, well, you know, back in my day, we would have just got on with it and make stuff like that. Because yeah, watch that come back round. Suffering is suffering; mm-hmm. it will come back round at some point. But you, no one should ever have to put their health, their mental health, their physical health on the line for what for a game. So a couple people can make some money. Exactly. And do you know what? It was Piers Morgan's tweet that actually got me. Of course, of course. he had something
1: to say. Of course, of course he had something that. to say. <laughs> He said McKemro told the truth. Miss is a talented player, but couldn't handle the pressure and quit when she was losing badly. Not brave, just a shame. If I were her, I'd tell my fans to stop abusing McKemro and seek his advice on how to toughen up and become a champion like he was. Is he okay? Like, why is he such a tyrant? Why does he get off on slating and slandering women? She could not breathe. There was not enough oxygen in her lungs. What do you want her to do about it, Piers? What What has
0: Piers ever won? What has he ever won? What championship, what sport? has, has He has even won at a sports day when he was six. What has he won for you to come and be telling other athletes what they should and shouldn't be doing when their health is on the line? But also... About how to toughen up. Well, she really came back and showed you because a few months she came back and she won the US Open. So keep Mm. your mouth quiet. Let me see what he tweeted then. Let me see what he tweeted then. Let me see. No, but for real, why has his
1: Twitter not been blocked a long time? Because this is borderline abusive at this point.
0: It's for him to then say like, high profile athletes should stop playing the victim. Who is playing the victim? Tell me. Who said, you know what, I like, that sounds like a good part. Let me just go and be a victim right there. Let me just switch on the depression, switch on the... It's not something anyone has control over, especially breathing. Do you think she just clicked and said, yeah, I'm just going to give myself heart palpitations. It's wild and it's extremely dangerous spewing this kind of rhetoric as if people just have a choice as to, you know, when... A mental health issue strikes and they just pick and choose when it happens it's extremely dangerous and it's like it's so great that all these women and athletes are speaking up about it and are you know like when they are going through issues just saying you know it's to do with mental health this isn't good for me right now i'm going to take a step back that's such a strong thing to do and for kids and other people just watching it it's like oh that's so amazing they also go through things that I'm going through. It's a fantastic thing. And then to get idiotic people like himself sat behind a screen, behind a phone. Have you ever played these sports? Do you even run? Can you even run without, you know, heavy breathing for 10 seconds? I don't know. Yeah. But to then it seems as if these people are weak when what they're doing is so strong is just extremely dangerous, I think. Exactly. I feel like
1: Piers needs to walk a mile in their shoes before he can come and comment on Twitter. It's actually just getting old now. And the thing is, like, the whole victim thing, like, does he actually think that her saying that she can't breathe and that she's feeling dizzy is somehow going to win her points? Like, I don't even understand the logic behind it. And the thing is, like, she's just being sensible. And by taking a step back at that point when she physically could not breathe, means that she can probably have a longer career because she's putting her physical and mental health first. If she pushed herself to the limit... That could actually have a long lasting damaging effect. She's just trying to be the best athlete she can be, and he just needs to shut the fuck up basically.
0: Yeah, as they say, health health is wealth and you need to make sure your physical health and your mental health is in check all the time. And all of these Twitter fingers, little pundits and journalists, just need to keep their mouth closed, really. And I just I admire all of these fantastic women, great athletes, great sports people, and They're all absolutely killing the game. And, you know, even if they are going through a rough period, they'll be back. And even if they're not, it's okay. They are still legends. They are still goats. They are still icons. They still did the things that Piers Morgan would never do.
1: (laughs) Exactly. They've already won in my eyes, to be honest. And if you want to share your thoughts on the episode, use the hashtag BlackBrokenBullion on Twitter or message us on our Insta page. You know what to do.
0: Like, follow, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends, your mums, your nans, and your favourite sports personnel.
1: We'll be back next Thursday. I've been Ivy.
0: I've been Samiracle. Thanks for listening.